I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be looking at new research on attachment. So as we always teach you guys with attachment and attachment theory, we're always looking for new information to share with you guys to give you a better understanding of it. Because really, when you start to understand attachment, you start to understand relationships and why oftentimes they don't work, why they fall apart. And so today we're going to talk a little bit more about that to help you understand some stuff that Margaret has seen that she thinks is going to help you guys. Okay. Um, I came across a gentleman named Patrick Coleman, mm -hmm. who is a helping professional, and he writes for a magazine called Fatherly which in conjunction with this I looked up and it seemed to have some nice family-oriented articles on various subjects. Um, and he talks about attachment styles in much the same way we have, but words some things a little bit differently, so I thought it was worth sharing it. He, he maintains the same three categories that we think of. The first one being a secure attachment. Sure. That means the child is securely attached to the caretaker, meaning that they feel safe and comfortable mm -hmm. and expect that their needs will continue to be met. Okay? So even as little tiny ones, they're, they're comfortable. They're not anxious. The caretaker is attuned to the child's needs. And I'm not sure we've said that exactly before. I think I've said it in some other videos. You but may it's have. really important. Attunement is so critical yes. for relationships. And yes. that means adult relationships too. As well, yeah. The caretaker is attuned to the child's needs. Now, you probably have some people in your life you know well enough to know when they're hungry, when they're tired, when they're going to get grumpy because they need to be fed, all those things. Um, the caretaker is attuned to the child's needs. For example, knows when the cry is from hunger or knows when the baby is in pain. They get gas, as we all know. Um, or simply needing some parenting and, and to be picked up. Yes. And an attuned parent, mother or dad, will learn to distinguish the various cries. Yep. And like I say, if you're in an intimate relationship with somebody, you pick up on their needs in the same kind of attuned way. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what happens is, if you don't have a parent that is attuned to you, mm -hmm. you'll wind up getting very angry and start to feel like the world isn't safe and you can't count on people to meet your needs. That's exactly right. And the more uh, neglect there is, the more extreme it's going to get. Right. You know, one of the things that I remember some of my exes saying in the past was, mm -hmm. if they were upset about something, you should know. Right. Some of that's reasonable and some of it isn't. But yes, I mean, if you've been with somebody for a long time and they're not doing okay, you should know. Yes. Well, I mean, what I found when we were talking about it is, you know, you said to me, 
well, there's some kind of developmental arrest there. Yeah. Because at that point, I was already a professional and was pretty attuned to my partners. You know, that wasn't their complaint. But they almost expected me to read their mind. I was going to say, it can be attunement. Um, but remember, when we're little, we have to anticipate mother anticipating our needs because we don't have words. All we can do is cry, mm -hmm. which may or may not be deciphered correctly. Um, so that um, babies expect mom to anticipate their needs. Now, if you are development mentally arrested or partially developmentally arrested at a very early age, you can expect partners to almost be able to read your mind. Mm -hmm. And they can't. And I remember saying one time to a woman who was saying, my husband should know this and he should have already gotten me flowers. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> he might he might even know it on one level of his consciousness or another, but he doesn't know you want flowers. And you need to tell him, so such and such is an anniversary of such and such, and you better get me flowers. Well, it doesn't count if he doesn't think of it himself. Oh, yeah. Well, then you don't get flowers. <laughs> Can't help you. Okay? That's give the what I've heard a, a lot, yeah. Well, give the poor guy a clue. Um, it doesn't count if I told you, because then you didn't really mean it. Right. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, well, we have we have words. That's what separates us from the next things in you know chimpanzees, and you know, um, words are important. And if you've got somebody who's busy, as most human being adult human beings are these days, they may not have a chance to think of it. Absolutely. So don't don't do points like that, and don't hold somebody hostage who's going to get in trouble who didn't even do anything. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, and avoidant attachment. The child has repeatedly looked to have needs met and has reached out to the caretaker. Mm -hmm. The caretaker is not attuned at all. Yeah. Okay? And the Big child problem. concludes that he or she is on their own. I reached out and reached out and reach out, reached out and you didn't respond. So I guess it's not a good idea to count on other people to meet my needs or soothe me or even feed me. And so what do you think is going to happen when they grow up? You think you're going to have a partner that they count on you or they trust you or they open up to you? No, because they're so hurt and angry at the way they were treated uh, by the people they loved that they're going to be very sensitive. And when you hurt them in those same ways, it's going to be explosive. Yeah. Right? They will never be comfortable depending on others to meet their needs. Okay. Um, they will be highly, they will highly value independence and wonder what all this attachment feeling nonsense is about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. I don't need anybody. Why would they? Right. When they needed somebody at that point in their life. Nobody was there. So why would they need somebody now when they could take care of most of the other needs? Right. Um, and that's a pretty early developmental arrest. Um, because remember, babyhood is all about being responded to. We can't do anything for ourselves. Okay. We can't even move. Like right. we're not even mobile. We no. can't crawl. No. We can't get up. No. We can't not even. In the beginning. We can't no. even sit up. No. All we can do is scream, which I guess we do. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us are still screaming. <laughs> what? A child's needs now anxious attachment. A child's needs are met some of the time, 
And I hadn't thought about that exactly. No? Uh, anxious attachment. A child's needs are met some of the time, but not enough or consistently enough to produce secure attachment. I've always felt like the people that are anxious are functioning uh, better in romantic situations than the avoidance. I think so too. Not necessarily in life, right. but in their romantic relationships, yes. they are wanting the closeness. In these, in these adult relationships, these folks want constant reassurance. Um, you know, you're here for me now. Well, how, how do I know about tomorrow? Isn't there a... Terrified. Story? Will you still love me tomorrow? Will you forget about me? Yeah, will you forget about me? Will you just leave me here mm -hmm. the way my mother did? Because sometimes I got forgotten about. Did you? No, not oh. me. <laughs> okay. Who could forget you, Craig? But, yeah... Think about a busy mother with several other kids and another problem going on in the family, which can happen all the time. Sure. And no matter how hard she tries, she can't get to everybody who needs. Yeah. Okay? No, it's, it's really yeah. difficult. That's where older sisters, cousins, and the lady down the street become really, really important. You know? Yeah. Um, so the child's needs are met some of the time but not enough of the time to be secure. And that's where people want the reassurance. Will you still be here tomorrow? How do I know you're not seeing somebody else? How do I know you won't run off with somebody else? Mm -hmm. All those questions. You know, yeah, and, and you know, any kind of trauma at that age is going to have a massive impact on it. Oh, God, yes. I talked to a guy yesterday that his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, had five other siblings. Mm. And when she was like, I don't know, three or four years old, the father passed away. Mm. So now there's there's five siblings total. Dad passes away. So now you got a mom who's got five kids by oh herself. Lord, yeah. So hooks up with another guy, has another kid, oh. and then that guy's out of the picture. What do you think is going on with her? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive trauma right there. It's massive trauma mm -hmm. right there. And I mean, it wasn't that anybody planned to neglect this child, but it certainly did happen, I can assure you. How could you physically have the time or the energy right. to take care of six kids I always, by yourself? One of the questions I like to ask people when they come to me is, who in this world has treated you the best? Who in this world has been the nicest to you? And it was striking in the prison system that most of them would say an older sister. Um, they came from disorganized families where mother wasn't all that available, but a lot of them had been emotionally rescued to whatever extent they were by an older sister. It was nice to hear because older sisters don't often get much credit, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, so for the past few years it has been accepted pretty generally that about 50% of the population is securely attached. Which we don't really agree with. Well, the other thing is, you got to remember, we haven't seen the most securely attached <laughs> in our That's profession. That's true, too. Um, I still find it hard to believe. Um, and that the other 50% is made up of anxious and avoidant folks. And disorganized. Yes, they're there, but they're, it's, it's a whole other issue. We can talk about it again. With avoidant being, yeah, um, a little more common than anxious. Okay? You think? Well, that's what most of the literature says. I don't think so either. I don't think so no. either. I feel like it's probably more anxious and then the more the less severe is the avoidance and then or less frequent is the avoidance and then even less frequent is the 
um, disorganized. Well, don't get upset because it's going to change. Um, a recent study, now, it's a recent study of college students. And you have to understand that many studies about many things are always done on college students because you they're a captive audience. They all go to one place. And they work for cheap. Well, they work for cheap because they never have any money. Exactly. So if you offer them 10 to to $100 for some silly little survey you're doing, they'll happily do it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, in a recent study of college students, the trend appeared to be more toward avoidant and a little bit less toward secure. Why might that be? Some say it's kids being moved around because most families have two working parents. And kids get moved around between parents and daycare and grandma and the lady down the street. Um, so that there's more childcare outside of the home than there used to be. So that's one explanation. The next question is, or is it the countless hours with electronic screens? What do you think, hmm. Mr. Craig? Interesting. I think so, too. Um, I'd be inclined to um, blame the electronics faster. Um, because, although, you know, what do I know? Um, I never had to deal with childcare. It depends on when you think that um, th the most influence occurs. If you're in daycare and being moved around from babysitter to babysitter and so forth and left alone, that certainly can do a job on you. Mm -hmm. But if everybody has their face in a screen in your house, even your caregivers, that's a whole other thing it's hard to know. Certainly the combination would lead a little more toward avoidant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But then again, you know, you wonder about how people act with their screens, their tablets, their phones. Yeah. They're constantly look at, looking at what everybody's doing, where everybody's at. Yeah. So maybe they're less anxious because they could see where everybody's at, what everybody's doing. Maybe, but it's... it's you don't have to wonder about it. It's going it. from secure to avoidant, remember. I watched a little boy, I was in a Dunkin' Donuts not long ago, and I was watching a little boy with his mother, and she was totally absorbed in her cell phone. Yeah. And the poor little thing, he, he pulled on her sleeve for a while, and that didn't get him anywhere. And then he played with the sugar and tried to get her attention another way. He tried to get her attention about six different ways. And finally, he knocked over the smiling, standing cardboard sign. I don't even remember what it said. Welcome to McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. wherever it was. And finally, he knocked over the sign, and that got his attention. But then she was angry at him, and I thought, oh, God, I don't like the looks of this. You know, he had to escalate to the point of getting in trouble to get her to respond to him. Yeah. And he was pretty little. He was physically big for his age, but he was little. Maybe he got upset because there was a McDonald's signs at Dunkin' Donuts. Did I say that? Did I mix that up? <laughs> I'm very sorry. Yes, he may have been. I don't think he read too well by that time. Well, he knows Ronald. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> but anyway, you could just see where that was going, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's hard to know. Um, and it will take some studies of the New Deal here. But you see people in restaurants and everybody at the table has their face in a screen, you know? Absolutely. Why did you bother to go out? I'll never forget a couple I saw one time at a restaurant and both of them just stared at their phones the entire Every time. time. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. Right. I think I saw them say three words together and I'm like, 
What are they doing? Yeah, and why did they come out? Right? Isn't it kind of a nice quiet time to talk to yeah. not have to worry about getting the I'm dinner together? Sure, to... I could understand maybe looking for a couple minutes, sure. but the entire time the they entire were there, time. Yeah. nobody said anything to each other. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, so hopefully that was helpful to getting you to understand attachment a little bit better. It's always good to think about and, it you in know, your own life. If you're around babies, if you have relatives, talk to them. They don't care what you tell them. Yeah. No, if you have children, yeah. this is so Grandchildren, critical. other children, any children, talk to them. Those first you know, years of their life, you cannot spoil a child no. and you cannot spoil an infant. Anybody that tells you that, choke them out, okay? And say that's from Coach Margaret. That's right. Yeah, blame me. I'm tough and big. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, uh, understanding attachment can help you understand your friends, your family, and of course, your romantic partners, and figuring out what was going on with your ex and part of the reason for the breakup. Uh, to this day, I hear people say, um, don't pick the baby up too much because they'll get spoiled. An infant can't plot to manipulate you. All the infant knows is that if it gets picked up, it's happy and it's programmed for contact. You can't spoil an infant and they can't plot against you. No. No. Horrible. Horrible to think that right. someone would even believe that. Yeah. Okay. So when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. Yes, I'll be happy to talk with you if you want to call me. And if you can't get my attention, knock over the nearest sign. <laughs> Just click on Margaret on the top of the website. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.